This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the one, with the only, Senior Chris Kermitzersch of Podfest. Yasu, my brother. How are you, sir? Tiganis. Yasu, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Good having you here. And we are hanging out in Club Pod. We do this live. If you're tuning into the podcast edition of Reinvention Radio, awesome. Good having you here. Try to join us when you can uh, in Clubhouse, in Club Pod. Because every week we sit down with people like Chris Kermitzos and many, many others who are really trying to do their part of elevating the world of podcasts. And we talk about podcasting, podcast culture, and uh, of course, events and, and technologies and much, much, much more. So today we're sitting down with Chris Kermitzos of PodFest. And uh, we want to give you guys the opportunity as well uh, to come up and ask uh, your questions because... There, there are a few people who have a lot of influence uh, in this world of podcasting. Uh, obviously, all of us are influencers in our own right, uh, but very few people are able to put 10,000 people or at least a minimum already setting the Guinness World Record of putting 5,000 people uh, into a, a virtual event as you did with the last PodFest, man. And so really want to make sure that we have an opportunity to, to, to dig in and, and pick your brain a bit and, and, and also... I'd like to give people the under, a better understanding of actually who you are and what you're up to in the world, because there's a lot of folks uh, who, frankly, may not actually know the man behind the event. And you've got a really storied, interesting entrepreneurial background uh, as well. So actually, let's let's start there, man. We'll, we'll get to, to PodFest and, and all the fun stuff that's going on there. But let, let's start with your entrepreneurial background, because PodFest is, is not your first rodeo. Yeah, I'm a serial entrepreneur from the time I was um, like really young. I'm, one of my first businesses was 12 years old, junior high. My mom worked at a supermarket, so she would buy me the, uh, you know, four pack of Bubblicious gum. I would then uh, take each individual pack and sell it for a buck, quadruple my profit. And uh, <laughs> selling candy in school, I learned a lot. I learned that uh, I was making money, so I attracted attention. So then another kid became my competition, but his dad would drive him to the price club. So he drove the prices down. I kept my prices up and I learned that there was something called customer loyalty and if people like you, they'll pay a premium for that. At the same time, I got busted by my homeroom teacher and I learned about government regulation because I was brought to the principal's office and I was told that I'm not allowed to compete with the school. So all in a microcosm at 13 or 12, 13 years old, I learned a lot about business. No, that's awesome. And so let, let's let's go into your first real endeavor then from an entrepreneurial perspective. So what, what would you consider to be your first true entrepreneurial endeavor? There's a lot, but the first where I would say I was in line with my purpose was uh, building a community of business owners. Um, known as the Tampa Bay business owners. And I did that for about a decade. Um, and we were, it was, a, it was a community of business owners and we supported one another. And we also had, uh, we had e-marketing groups. We were talking about internet marketing. Uh, you know, one of our first, our first three speakers or four speakers of that, of that group was Jay Conrad Levinson, the author of Gorilla Marketing, who was a genius, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, we had, we had Brian Tracy and we had uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and then Jarek Robbins, uh, Tony's son. So it was a really great group of individuals. And then later on, we had some really amazing um, CEOs. And I got to learn at the, the feet of some really amazing individuals uh, business. And I also got to learn how to build a community. I did 2000 events uh, minimum uh, last time we tried to count with that. And we learned a lot about community building. We did cruises. Um, fishing trips, anything you could imagine that you want poker tournaments, send someone to a World Series of Poker. But it was all within this group of 300 in individuals. And that was what I would say, Steve, was my learning ground of um, community dynamics, how important the individuals are. Um, and I would just say I was more of a minister to a group of people. I would visit my members if they were in the hospital. Uh, I still keep up with those individuals. I sold that business. And I got into the podcasting side of things uh, in 20, 
The official date is Monday, August 5th, 2013. I held the meetup and 13 individuals showed up. And as they say, the rest is history from that point on. Yeah. And and just so folks are clear here, the the and first of all, congratulations on uh, on getting a a ring over there on uh, on, the, on the Buccaneers. How how crazy was it? Or I guess it probably wasn't all that crazy with the um you know with the with with the pandemic and everything going on. Nobody could really go out and party, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're funny. Um, we're in Tampa, and uh, I I had to go uh, ship some books out, and I forgot that the the uh, party was going on in the river, and I I work downtown. It was literally a sea of people coming out to go watch the them, you know, basically chuck the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. <laughs> the postal worker was looking at the live feed of them. Literally, the post office is on the river watching them chuck the Lombardi trophy as it's out the window behind us. It was, oh, it was a very surreal moment, but it was uh, what an amazing celebration. And what an amazing thing that uh, Tom Brady and that team was able to pull off uh, yeah. the Super Bowl during this year. Yeah, congrats on that. So let, let's talk about podcasting. So did you actually have a podcast then when you started this first little meetup of, of 13 people that ultimately became what is now known as PodFest? Did, so what was your podcast at the time and, and, and why did you love the medium? Yeah, so I, I actually started, I, got, I was doing Ustream and a lot of things in, uh, in 05, 06. Like we were testing stuff as it was coming out. So I was very uh, conscious of it. At the time when I, I was looking at podcasting, um, there was a, there was a uh, you would remember, Steve, the, the company, but it was the one a lot of the speaker coaches were using. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's around anymore. But anyways, there was a different form of podcasting that was uh, a little bit more cumbersome than the pure podcasting we all know now. And um, we had a speaker, Steve Cherubino, teach podcasting. And he said he had sold a course to this young man had just bought his course. The guy's name was John Lee Dumas. And he said, the kid's doing really well. You should watch what he's doing. He's, uh, I think he's going to launch a program. And it was interesting to watch John Lee Dumas really excel um, because when he first started, he was still trying to navigate what an interview is like. And he was very formulaic, but his numbers were exploding, which told me there was a lot of people wanting to listen and there wasn't enough content. So I went home from that meeting and I told my wife, I'm going to start a podcast. She told me she was going to start a podcast. And we had our first fight as a couple over podcasting. And we decided that uh, because of us doing so many events at the time, we're still running that business. Only one of us could start a podcast. So I really enjoy um, marketing. So I said, hey, she started Biz Women Rock. So I was her number two. I was her marketing rep for Biz Women Rock. And I would go from town to town all over Florida talking about podcasting, getting people started. And I was Katie's support. And then I helped. Uh, a few hundred people launched their podcasts. Since then, I, I am a I'm a passionate hobbyist podcaster. So I, I started many different podcasts, but Story GM Theater is one of them. Where it's kind of like the moth. We tell stories. Uh, conference cash flow. I talk about how to do conferences successfully. And right now, currently, we own the Kid Friendly Network, and that's um, I have a producer that helps with that, Jimmy Murray. But we produce content for children. I have two little girls. There was not a lot of clean content for children. So we started, uh, you know, joke of the day, uh, dinosaur fun facts, Disney fun facts, animal fun facts. There's about seven or eight shows across the spectrum. So we run a network called the uh, Kid Friendly Network right now for children. It's a two or three minute long little sound bites for children in the car as parents are driving to school. They're very corny and cheesy, so the parents can't really listen for too long. Kids love them. So we found a nice little balance and uh, we produce those uh, shows um, every week um, and been doing it now for three or four years. Yeah, I love that. And keeping it in the family, Katie actually is doing, I would say, quite well with with her niche and what she's been focused uh, on different than Biz Women Rocks, right? So she's she's actually done a pretty interesting pivot. You want to share what she's up to? Because that's uh, that's an interesting story of walking away from from something that uh, on the surface might look like a really good opportunity, but she just said, you know what, they're, they're, my heart isn't in it. Yeah, so my wife was one of the first ever uh, female podcasters interviewing female business leaders because um, a lot of podcasts early on would feature almost the same people. She wanted to to feature uh, female voices, and she started Biz Women Rock. And just a really cool tip, we didn't know if the name would resonate, so we actually uh, ran some Facebook ads 
to see if uh, women would like the brand Biz Women Rock. And we got 2,000 likes. So we had launched a Facebook page before we ever launched the podcast. But it was like a one-month test. And then she launched that podcast, and it was extremely successful. She was really known for it, um, really solid base. And I think it was two years ago. She was like, I think she was doing it for almost five years. Uh, she decided to walk away from it. And I think that's just really important to follow your voice. Um, if she would listen to the people listen to her show, they would tell her never walk away from it. They loved it. But she had completed that cycle. And she started um, a meditation, a guided meditation podcast. Katie has the Women's Meditation Network. And she does a morning meditation show. She has a sleep meditation show. And then she has meditation for women. And it was very scary because she left a very successful six-figure um, and part-time six-figure where she was home a lot uh, with the, with our girls to start a meditation podcast with no guarantee of anything other than she was really following her inner voice. It's what was more congruent with what she wanted to do. And now that um, meditation network has eclipsed anything she, she ever did with the, the Biz Women Rock. But Katie is... Um, Katie, the one thing I, I will say... Katie's an implementer. So while a lot of people will think about things, Katie's like operations. Once she puts her mind to something, she not only implements, she's consistent. And when you add that with really great content, it's a, it's a really great recipe for success. Yeah. Let's dance into the, uh, the world of PodFest, man, which has got to be super exciting for you. I mean, it started out, as you said, as just a little bit of a, of a, of a meetup, so to speak, of some local folks. Uh, and it's evolving. You still have a really heavy East Coast presence there, but I, I want to I want to take people through the evolution uh, of the event because thirteen people, small room, little gathering. What was the first like official official event where you gave it a name, and what was the response? And 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 I just want folks to understand kind of the, again, the evolution of this, because a lot of people think, oh man, you know, he's been successful out of the gate, you know, no problem. This, that. But you've actually had to work really hard over a number of years to get to the point where you're at with it. Yeah. Anyone that knows promotions or getting people together knows how hard it is to really um, bring a community together. So after that little meetup, uh, the seeds were planted, right? It was a meetup of 13 people um, that, in 2014, we did two workshops of 75 uh, per person that really laid the groundwork. And we said, wow, this is so much fun. And we got all these people started, but then they needed resources. So we started a monthly meetup, the Florida Podcasters Association. We've been meeting monthly now for years. Uh, every second Tuesday of the month, uh, people all over the, um, the state come together. And then what we did, Steve, we gave it a name in 2015. And we called it Florida Podfest. And we had a blast. We had 100 people. It was a two and a half day conference. It was at a, you know, we always get people always uh, will comment that those early years, our hotel was next to a strip club. And it's because it was uh, it was in Tampa. If anyone knows Tampa, like everything here is next to a strip club because there's no zoning. So it's just a funny joke. But they were like, hey, why is it next to this thing? Like, this is w where we're at. You know, it's at Tampa. All the hotels are and, and, and everything's all together. But in 2016, we we changed the name to just PodFest to shorten it and keep it simple. And we had 181 people attend. And Neil Gilarte, one of the attendees, said, Chris, you really got to take this event to Orlando. It'll internationalize the event and it really will broaden the scope. And we did something else that really changed the trajectory of our growth. We created the first film, commissioned the first documentary film. It's called The Messengers, a podcast documentary. Uh, we've released it from Amazon. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. The Messengers, a podcast documentary. We made a fully uh, featured film. Took us a year to make. 59 minutes total running time. And that next year, I was scouting locations in Orlando, but I really didn't feel comfortable putting a personal guarantee with these hotels, these convention center hotels. Sometimes they want you to put up a quarter million dollar personal guarantee. You're guaranteeing the rooms. Uh, I know, Steve, you're very familiar with this, but it's it's a risky proposition if you're not, if you don't know how to fill up a room. So I told Neil, I said, Neil, I don't know if I could take that risk, uh, you know, and, and put a lot of things on the line. He said, well, my sister runs a convention center hotel over there. She's going to put you in touch. She's operations. She'll put you in touch with the uh, salesperson. So I, I drove over and one, one piece of philosophy I'll, I'll share. 
I always am willing to uh, take a meeting, but it doesn't mean I have to say yes. So I'm always willing to listen. So even though I was like, ah, this will never happen. It's too risky. When I got there, the salesperson started negotiating with themselves and started cutting the price down and said, we'll give you this hotel for up to 500 people for a $3,500 food and beverage minimum. Uh, meaning literally like we're giving it to you for free, basically. And I, I, I really, it was the first time and only time I've ever felt bad for a hotel in negotiations because they're, they're very tough. Uh, I, I was driving home and I called up Neil and I said, Neil, why would the hotel do that? He goes, well, my sister talked to the salesperson and she said, if you don't take care of that, that gentleman, I will not service any of your events. And I said, why would your sister do that? He goes, Chris, when I moved to Tampa, you helped me start up my editing business and you kept me going and you would help me along the way. And Neil comes from a very proud Venezuelan family. He said, my sister figures our family owes you one and that's us paying you back. So I got the break of a lifetime for just doing the right thing as a human being, I guess. And I'm forever grateful to his family. I mean, literally his mom has sheltered my family during Hurricane Irma. Like we're very close and we watch out for each other. But that's the underlying foundation of what PodFest is, is these micro connections of human beings helping one another. So that put us on the map and that's where we released the movie, The Messengers, a podcast documentary. We doubled in attendees. And then Steve, what was happening is people from Europe, I started getting requests to write, um, uh, they're called embassy letter, visa letters, embassy visa letters for people to visit. And I had no idea what it was, quite honestly, because I've never had someone ask. And we would get like the prime minister of Ghana's right hand person wants to learn podcasting. And I'd have to figure out how to write these letters to let them into the country so they could contribute. It's become quite a big production. Uh, when you fast forward to today, last year, we were the last event before COVID shut down for like podcasting, our kind of niche, YouTube and stuff. Uh, we had 2000 registered attendees. And since then, globally, through the virtual events we're doing, we're literally reaching people all over the world. We literally have seven languages being taught in from Mandarin to Greek to French to Spanish. And we're not just teaching podcasting. We also do YouTube uh, live streaming. We've created a new category called pod tubing for the integration of two those two mediums. Uh, it's become a world of its own. Part of it is we've adopted the philosophy of holacracy, which is what Tony Shea used to grow Zappos. So our community is been given the opportunity to grow itself, how it sees fit, and we help guide it. And that's why we have, um, we call them microcons, basically micro subject matter experts around micro niches. Um, and the microcons literally run the gamut. I mean, we have a Broadway microcon, we have a medcon for the medical community, audio drama con, we have women X um, editing con. We also have podcast editors and I could go on on for days. I think we have um, 80 microcons at this point wow. around any kind of subject that you could ever think of. And we're specialists in audience growth and monetization. And we've gotten really good at it. Thanks to the wisdom of the of the crowd. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. And, and what I really like about the, the I mean, one of the main takeaways, there's so much to like about what you guys have done there. Uh, and, and you're a very humble servant leader, man. I mean, like, there's a lot of folks who have a lot of ego in this game. Um, I, I will say you're, you are one of the most humble, down-to-earth leaders in this game for sure. And, and I respect the hell out of that of you, man, because as things have continued to grow... You've stayed really consistent, which which I appreciate about you, man. And and I know what's why um, we, me, meaning you and I personally, have, I think, continued to, to grow in our personal friendship just because of the fact that, I, and I'm speaking for myself here, and you can obviously validate this or not, but I think both of us have remained fairly consistent over the last seven or eight years since we've known each other anyway. So just really wanted to applaud you around that, man. And and, and what I also want to point out to you uh, is just the power of community. And so for those of you who are looking to create something, you really want it to grow, trying to figure out how to involve your community and give ownership to the community of what you may have created is is a really powerful way to do that. And, and that's certainly what we're trying to do in Club Pod. And, and so... Let me ask you a question around that because in Club Pod, we've, we've taken on a group of about 40 Club Pod leaders. These are people who have the ability to open Club Pod rooms 
typically on a on a schedule, but also on occasion when 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 they want. And we've had to be, uh, a, I just say I would say intentional about creating guidelines and what that looks like in order to be a club pod leader. But at the same token, you know, it can be a little bit scary, right? To to just kind of open it up and give people pretty much the same abilities that that we have as creators here. How how do you balance the two in terms of giving people ownership to build and create, but still knowing that at the end of the day, like with the hotel, you know, it's your personal guarantee? That's a great question. Um, it is scary because you are uh, giving someone your baby and they're, you know, when, when you really love what you do, it's it, the community is everything. So um, I have a philosophy. I wrote a book about it. It's called Start Ugly. So I believe that until you walk into the unknown, you really don't know how to fix anything because you haven't created anything yet. So a lot of us will leave the unknown in our brains thinking about it. And the challenge with thinking about things is you lose time. And that's the one precious asset you can't get back. So what I will do, like for the microcons, we started ugly uh, last year testing them. Uh, the key is you got to get buy-in from your core team. So I told my team, here's what we're doing. We're going to start ugly. I knew they would kick and scream. They're like, we don't, this is going to throw a monkey wrench in our systems. How are we going to know who's going to what? Uh, you know, how are we going to cross sell tickets? There's a lot of logistics uh, for the in-person event. Anyways, I said to them, listen, let's just, um, let's just figure it out. Uh, we'll figure out on the fly. And if there's any ever any inconsistency, we'll take the hit. In other words, um, it's in the it's in the community members favor. If there's miscommunication, we'll own it. So that that's really key, because now with the microcons, we've identified people that are really good at leading these microcons. We always give people the opportunity if they do not rise to the occasion, um, they might not have that opportunity again. Uh, but we are a big open feedback loop. So we like giving the feedback. And if someone implements the feedback and gets better, then that's part of our community culture is always improving. If the person's not able to get better and they're stuck at a certain rhythm and they're not willing to take direction, then you know we just kindly say, we really appreciate your support. If you want to help us, maybe running you know, a room is not the best fit. Let's figure out something else. So then we'll see if there's something else we could have them help us with. So that's, it's just creating rules and parameters. And you know what, Steve, with this whole microcon concept, we know now moving forward after Pod Global, we're going to have paperwork um, outlining what the responsibilities are, if the person is up for the responsibility. Because quite honestly, uh, with events, there's a lot of ego. In other words, people want to be in front of a crowd. So uh, you do have to delineate what's in it for everybody. And, and the main thing for us is we want to make sure we have leaders that understand it's about the community, bringing them together and that uh, really magical things will come out of that and opportunities that would never have happened if we couldn't, what I call collide individuals together for the benefit of the community. So there's, um, I hope that answers, but it's, yeah. you're always, you're always perfecting it. It's never perfect. You're always trying to figure out, you know, what piece goes where. Yeah. I totally appreciate that. All right, let me let me do this. Let me give you guys the opportunity uh, to ask a question here. So if you want to ask Chris a, a question, feel free to raise your hand. I'm happy to bring you guys up and give you that opportunity to do so. Uh, I know you have a, a tremendous number of speakers this year, and and that number seems to continue to to grow. Are you concerned at all about uh, like how do you control quality when you have? What do you have? Three hundred speakers this year. I mean, like that's that's a that's an incredible number of people taking the stage. Five hundred and twenty uh, last Good year Lord. was three. Yeah. So uh, part of it is uh, I do my best to uh, meet with as many speakers as I can, but then we're offloading a lot of that to the microcon leaders to meet with the people in their tracks and get to know them and have a dialogue with them, which is really important for them to get to know each other. But the quality, if, if you know, I hope that everybody can attend and partake in it. But the quality of the presentations are some of the best out there. And, and we hear that over and over again. And part of that is the community understands that they're creating this for their fellow members. And if someone's quality is, is you know, not, not good enough yet, we'll get them the support that they need or we'll connect them with someone to help them in the future. So it's, um, it's a constant uh, evolution. But we, I mean, the topics that we're covering, we have topics on like TikTok ads, Snapchat ads. Uh, buying, uh, you know, in-app subscribers, players, uh, you name it. We have one of the co-founders of uh, Stitcher 
you know, there's cast members from Hamilton going to talk about what it's like to be on that stage through Broadway X. So there's a lot of amazing things that happen when you allow the, the community to, you know, provide the resources. You just have to direct it and then you could get the best of the best out of it. So. Yeah, I'm going to just uh, be quiet and wait for Wayne or whoever wants to ask. Thank you, Steve, for asking. That. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I'll open it up to questions here. And, and, and this is if you're just joining us, we're talking to Chris Kermitzos uh, of PodFest, which uh, is certainly the largest virtual conference uh, that I've seen in the, in the world of podcasts. And, and, and I know, Wayne, uh, you actually just did PodFest Asia. And I, and I kept meaning to ask you, Wayne, and I didn't even have a chance to do that. Uh, at any point. So what, is it just by coincidence that it's PodFest Asia or do you have a, a relationship with Chris? I'd love to hear more around that and then fire away your question as well, please. And and if you have a question for Chris, uh, and I know there's a lot of folks who are aspiring speakers who might want to speak uh, at PodFest in the future as well. So this is a great opportunity to talk to the man himself who, uh, along with his team, of course, makes the decisions about what speakers are gonna are gonna get to go ahead, but this is a great opportunity for you to connect uh, with the man himself, especially for those of you who are aspiring speakers and might want to speak at Podfest in the future. But Wayne, can you uh, talk a little bit about the relationship between the names there, if there is uh, in fact a relationship between, or it's just coincidence? And then, of course, fire away your question for Chris. Fantastic question, Steve, and thank you so much for having me on stage, Chris. You know, I've always wanted to have a relationship with you, and finally got a chance to do that because. They're finally on Clubhouse, and uh, I think I've uh, been in a few rooms before, and they've always uh, mentioned your name, and I was always like trying to find ways to reach out to you. I think uh, it's true serendipity and maybe synchronicity that finally I got a chance uh, to ask you a direct question as well. But first, to address Steve's question, there is no relationship at all, and in fact, uh, this name, Podfest Asia, right, which is basically Asia's first ever monthly uh, podcast festival, is coined after Podfest China. It's kind of like inspired by what Yang Yi, the founder of Podfest China, is doing. I basically stumbled upon uh, their event uh, from a Chinese uh, audio-only app. It's called Simalaya. Uh, and uh, basically, it's where you can listen to Chinese and Mandarin-only podcast shows. So I discovered his podcast and I went to his website and found that uh, it's, a, it's China's first ever Podfest um, festival. So... I thought, oh, there isn't any for the rest of Asia. It's like, uh, isn't there like uh, maybe a podcast equivalent in Asia? And when I Googled and I couldn't find any, I decided to just adopt the name. And uh, it was only later, I think a couple of days later, then I realized that, oh, there is another podcast global. Uh, and uh, it's way bigger. It's the largest in the world. And I've been trying to reach out ever since. So uh, it was, uh, I think, true coincidence that uh, we have a similar name, although mine is... Uh, Name after uh, Podfest China. So, uh, Steve, uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, uh, keynoting at our last monthly event a month ago. So, uh, Chris, you know, I always wanted to ask you this in terms of uh, how you built your business from nothing to something as large as it's a scale right now. When was the moment or the micro moment when you decided that you need to actually scale this and, in fact, have uh, full-time employees to actually build this into something that is way bigger than you have ever imagined it would become. And uh, my second question is, how can Podfest Asia also play a part in terms of like also bringing our community to play a role in terms of either keynoting at your event or contributing to other, other means because we would really love to be a part of what you're building here. So Wayne, uh, if you could send me an email, chris at podfestexpo.com, I'd love to connect with you uh, via Zoom and talk further about that. As far as the only way I know how to answer that question, the, the first part of that question is in a story, and, and I'll keep it short. In 2009, I brought in a young man to come speak about um, the social media revolution that was about to hit everybody. And uh, he had a lot, lot of hair, so did I. Um, we've, we, our foreheads have become a little bit bigger uh, since. But his name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and no one knew who he was. I had to mark the playbill censored. Uh, because he cursed. He was the first of the public speakers to like openly curse. And I remember at the time I was teaching social media all across Tampa Bay, thinking that there was a Chris Kermitzos in every town doing the same thing, not realizing like there wasn't that many people teaching it because I had people driving from Jacksonville and Naples, Florida, which are like three to four hours away to get this content. And I remember saying to myself, I kept something that could have been very big, small, 
because I didn't allow myself the opportunity to understand how big the opportunity is because I spent no time strategically looking at the ecosystem. Gary, on the other hand, understood the timing and the opportunity, and he told us as much when he showed up. And now he has VaynerMedia at the time, though. He was going to uh, create a venture capital group, and then he transitioned after a thousand people asked him to do their social media for them. Um, so when podcasting came around, I love uh, meet. I love shows in general. Like I had uh, two shows on public access back in the day. Had a lot of fun with that, and I saw an opportunity for a medium that had lagged behind on-demand video because of Bluetooth technology and people don't change their cars every year. And I saw a huge opportunity to help content creators um, get in there. And I, I said to myself, I'm going to allow this to grow as big as it needs to grow. And I'm not going to allow myself get in the way and keep it small. Most times, I believe we keep things small out of fear. Uh, so I've adopted my Start Ugly philosophy. So I love where it's going. I love where, where it is. But the key for me, as long as we still have a family feel, I'm succeeding. But uh, we do believe that PodFest, in-person PodFest, will scale to the size of like an NAB over time because we're creating an umbrella brand called Creator Village and we own VidFest, PodFest, and all these other brands that correlate underneath it. So we do believe it, it will eventually be the largest um, collection of influencers in the world that come together. It's amazing, Wayne. I love it. The main thing is, I know this is going to sound funny. I try not to work with event planners. Um, and this is going to sound very ironic uh, because they, they're too trained in their system. And we try and do things a little differently. And the community comes first and the interactions come first. And sometimes event planners are trained to do things on a system. And our system doesn't work like that. It's very white glove. It's very like Zappos. It's very uh, high touch. And, and we know kind of what we're doing. So we try and find really unique individuals that uh, want to do something different to make an impact, but don't mind working really long hours when it's time and when we're doing these events and putting that time in. After, obviously, we take little breaks to recover, but right now we're in the hunt. We have uh, 520 people. We're excited and we're, uh, we're looking to not only break the Guinness World Record we set, but shatter it. Yeah, that's awesome. Wayne, does that answer your question? 100%. I think you name drop a few people that I greatly look up to, people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Shea. Tony Shea, in fact, uh, was someone that I traveled all the way from Singapore to Las Vegas to the Zappos HQ to try to actually record an interview with him. But at last, you know, he pulled out at the last moment. But uh, before I left his uh, HQ building, he actually gave me a book and he wrote a message. If you have a, a dream, uh, if you have an idea, uh, dream bigger. So that was also one of my inspiration for going to podcasting and doing this podcast Asia. I really look forward to collaborate uh, with you and of course with Steve as well. Yeah. Two of you are the biggest, uh, you know, I would say uh, people that I admire and look up to in the world of podcasting. So I really hope to have a closer relationship with all of you. We Thank you, Wayne. And, and just so you know, Pod Global this time around is dedicated in memory of Tony Shea of delivering happiness. He, he really impacted me early on. Yeah. He had sent correspondence whenever I would email him in the early days. And we're dedicating this uh, in his memory and wanting to carry his message forward of uh, treating everybody like the special individuals they are and delivering happiness through Pod Global. So um, thank you for mentioning that. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate you hanging out with us here. And uh, we'll go over to Raven here in just a second. Just want to remind you that if you do have a question for Chris, uh, we'll try to keep the Q&A open here for, for a little while longer. So we can probably take a couple more questions. Uh, but we want to obviously be respectful of Chris's time. If this is your first time hanging out with us in Club Pod, welcome. Uh, please make sure you put your thumb there on that little green house at the top. Join us in Club Pod if you are not a member. And then, of course, invite other people in. We have quickly become the largest podcast-specific club here on Clubhouse, which is awesome and all thanks to you guys. So thank you for that. And uh, of course, the more the merrier and the more the merrier in this room as well. So if you want to hit that plus sign right down there at the bottom uh, and invite a couple of people in who may have a question for Chris or just want to hear directly uh, from Chris Kermitzos of PodFest and uh, just one of the best in the business and one of the most influential people uh, here in the world of podcasting as well. So it's a rare opportunity to hear directly from Chris and, uh, and of course, to be able to ask your question. So make sure you're following Chris. Uh, if you're not following me, please make sure you're doing so. Uh, and then, of course, join us in Club Pod as well. 
Let me kick it over to Raven, who is our category director of uh, for music in Podcast Magazine. And so if you have a music podcast, you definitely want to know Raven because we are always looking for awesome people to feature uh, in the magazine as well. Big shows, small shows, everything in between. Uh, so don't fe- you know, don't be afraid to reach out for our category directors because believe me, they're looking they're looking for shows to feature. Raven, what's going on? Yes, yes. Looking for shows for sure. Thank you, Steve, for allowing me up here and letting me know about this. Hi, Chris. I'm excited to meet you. I've always had on my vision board to be a speaker at PodFest. So can you share what you look for and how that can happen? Yeah. uh, So we open up. uh, Hey, Raven. And we met at Steve's event in San Diego a few years back. Oh, Uh, okay. Why uh, Raven, you're you're someone I, I would never forget. Your your amazing energy and, and always brighten up the room. We um we actually release our speaker submission to the community. So in the podcast group on Facebook, uh, if you're part of that group or our email, mm-hmm. we literally put out a Google document where anyone could submit to speak, and then there's a speaker review committee that goes through it. I try to be as hands off as I can. I will step in at times, but we um. We review all submissions. We're looking at unique topics. So um, if you have a very niche topic that does well, or if you have a niche podcast or idea that you're working on, um, we're always looking for different topics. Moving forward, I think we're going to actually have two, 300 suggestions in the speaker application before someone submits so they could see like, oh, I could do that, or I could do this to um, help uh, trigger that. But that's, um, that's it, it's, the submission is open to the community. I will tell you, we try and deal directly with the influencer um, as they submit, and uh, we release them about uh, two or three months before an event. For the in-person events, we try and release them six months out, but right now with COVID, that's all. You know, we're doing virtual stuff, so you'll see those submissions, and then we do have an in-person event that we'll be uh, releasing that shortly. Awesome. Well, look out for mine, Chris. I will definitely be submitting it (laughs) for sure. And uh, last question I wanted to ask, with such success, with 5,000 people on your virtual event, do you feel like you're going to keep that going in the future, even though, even when we get out of the pandemic? Well, before COVID happened, we were going to do virtual events anyways. It's just good business um, because you keep the community together and you still talk and see each other virtually. So yeah, I I don't, we'll have our in-person event every year and we'll have a virtual, we'll have virtual events because we do VidFest for the YouTube and video side, podcast, PodFest Masterclass is more for the in-depth podcasters, uh, PodFest Masterclass. So we'll be doing three to four virtual events a year and one in-person event a year. Awesome. I love it. That means I have lots of opportunities. Okay. I'm going to move myself back to the audience. Thanks again, Stephen. It was great speaking with you, Chris. Thanks, Raven. Thanks, Raven. And uh, just, just to give you an example here, like, you know, when you talk about coming up with a creative topic that might be of interest to uh to the audience when you have so many people like can you imagine chris just uh, give me give me a sense here like how many people rough guess submitted something wanting to do something about clubhouse as an example here i mean right. it, i was about to I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth so yeah. a lot <laughs> a lot right like but like steve let's say you said hey i could talk about how to create my own world within clubhouse okay that's something that's going to catch someone's attention yeah over I'm just using Clubhouse or how do you monetize? So you have to be very specific when you're putting these in. Yeah. And so as an example, what what I submitted and what I'll be speaking on uh, at PodFest, and as a matter of fact, Chris, um, at some point here, please make sure you share the link. And I'm not I'm not looking for an affiliate link or anything like that. Just just share a link where people can go and get and get registered. But for example, uh, I am actually speaking about uh, launching a digital magazine, right? And why every podcaster should think about launching a digital magazine and how it can really elevate your status and your and build your credibility and authority and help you to generate leads and revenue and, and so on and so forth. And so that's completely out of the realm of what some people may have expected perhaps me to be speaking about, but it, it, it piqued the interest. And, and look, I know Chris, but at the same token, I'm not going to ask Chris to do anything for me that he wouldn't do for any other speaker in terms of consideration here. And, and the team said, yeah, this that's an interesting approach. So just to give you an example, like I'm not coming on talking about how to great how to get great guests for your podcast or how to use Clubhouse, like those sort of things. So uh, I will say this that that Podfest, like Podcast Movement, and some of the other industry 
uh, events that you should obviously be aware of and should certainly attend. Uh, and you know, Chris, I'm, I'm definitely there when you do it in person again, and we'll talk about that. Uh, and I was at the one where you released the, uh, the, the messengers in that documentary. So I've, you know, I've been in that family for a while now, man. I love what you guys are doing. Definitely there to support. Uh, but be creative and really think about, hey, what can I do that's, that is different and, and unique? Because ultimately, there's just going to be so many people trying to do very, very similar things here. So uh, Chris, share a link where people can register and then let's get to Kim. Yeah, if you just go to podfestglobal.online and just use the word entry or podfest and you get a free ticket on Steve uh, to enter in. So podfestglobal.online and use the word podfest or entry, E-N-T-R-Y, and it'll zero out the base pass uh, free of charge, thanks to Steve. But you'll see um, um, a little blue link that'll say enter coupon code. It's tough to see, but it's on Eventbrite. Uh, We'd love to have you. Uh, part of this and then our facebook group is uh the yeah. podfest group and what but yeah just you know the, the digital magazine is really interesting and it's very unique and that's like something like for a promoter it, you know this it stands out like 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 wow that's something that if we put that on the agenda people are going to flock to it it's something yeah. different it, let me let me ask you let me ask you this question actually now that i've, I've you're, you're bringing this up and thank you for the for that and kim we will get to you and autumn and lee good to have you here as well uh, we'll get to you guys here in just a second, and we want to be respectful of your time, of course, Chris. Uh, but as somebody who's been in the industry for as long as you've been in the industry, what what were your thoughts when you first heard about and, and saw what we were doing with Podcast Magazine? It, it was, you know, it was one of it was one of those ideas that you think like, why didn't I think of that? And that's how you know it's a good idea because it's like, why didn't I think of that? That's like genius. And then it was like, wow, that's going to be a lot of work. And then uh, you were up for the work. <laughs> yeah, you, you got all these amazing people. But, but I was like, that's a worthwhile endeavor because it's a calling card that opens up doors and it brings people together. So, you know, whenever I see something, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? You know, it's a great idea, uh, at least to me, because you're like, wow, that was just sitting there out in the open and um, just love it. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Let's get to Kim. Kim, what's your question? You're still muted, so just hit the little microphone. We had to mute you when you came up on stage here. So there you go. Oh, hi. Yep, no <laughs> Thank worries. you so much, Steve and Please. Chris. I was pressing something else. Okay. First off, I want to say that I really like the um, Club Pod magazine that, you were, that you're able to download or what have you. So that's really well done. Um, secondly, I wanted to ask Chris for on the Podfest, is it for when you go there, is it for, since it's so many people, is it just those people that you'll be able to meet or there going to be audience and things like that? Is it integrated? Yeah. I mean, your uh, PodFest, the, the feedback we got from the last pod global, the global PodFest, uh, the virtual was, it felt as good as our in-person event. And our in-person event is really, really good the way we produce it. Uh, there you'll meet people, you'll meet them through chat. There's a community board. Uh, Lee has already set up her own community boards. You'll see people setting things up, Kim. There is so much interactivity. Um, it's insane. And we're giving away somewhere around 50 or 60 prizes, uh, for people that are active in it. Um, our exhibitors will be talking to people through the virtual exhibit option. They could talk to you in real time during the exhibit breaks. So it's a immersive world. So as an attendee, you will meet people. You'll meet. We actually do this really cool thing. We thought to ourselves, how do we keep everybody connected after Pod Global is over? Uh, for the attendees that are really active, um, we actually send them out uh, which speaker would they like to have a one-to-one with, and we ask the speakers to contribute a 30-minute, two 30-minute slots, and we'll send out introductions for you to meet the speaker of your choice if they're available uh, after to keep the conversation going. So it's very active. Very interactive, and I highly recommend uh, checking it out. People have already started communicating, even though Monday coming up is our first pre, uh, pre-launch pre day. We have a pre-launch week where it gets really busy. And then March 1st through the 5th is where the Guinness World Record starts counting. Does that answer your okay. question, Kim? Thank you so much. Can I just ask one more quick question? Uh, make it fast because we want to try to get to Autumn and Lee. There's a few more with their hands raised. So just real fast, please. 
Well, has the founder of um, Clubhouse made it where you can, or either have it on his goals where you can record rooms that you're in? Oh, I'll talk like to that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole separate conversation. We're recording right now. And, um, and I okay. mentioned this right after we started, we decided to record this. So anybody who comes to the stage is giving us consent. If you don't want to be recorded, obviously, please don't come to the stage. Um, but yes, as long as you say recording in the title or you say, re- and you say recording in the description, uh, or if you open it up and then you decide, Hey, I want to go ahead and record this. You can certainly do that. Uh, you just got to obviously let people know they will be adding a record function here, uh, in clubhouse, uh, whether or not they're going to archive those, or you're just going to get the file that that remains to be seen. You know, there's something about the FOMO, right. And just being there. And if you start adding recordings, then it may take away from some of the the benefits of FOMO there. Um, and ultimately, what I would like to see them do, and we've been talking about it, is perhaps being able to record and then fire it out straight uh, straight through the RSS. So like what we're doing right now with uh, with this, this will become an episode of Reinvention Radio. I'm recording it. I'm, I'm going to do the intro, which I already did. I'm, I'm going to do the exit before we exit here. Uh, and then we'll send out that file. But I think if they implement the RSS directly, uh, that could be really interesting too. So let me let me go to Autumn. Hope that answers your thank question, you so Kim. Much. Yep, you're welcome. What's going on, Autumn? Hey guys, thank you so much for um, allowing me to ask Chris a question. I just have a really quick question, Chris. About you kind of talked about um, when I first came on. You were talking about like the niching. You have some people who are very niched down around um, podcast, and I was just wondering is this is this something for like people who are looking to build? Um, podcast and grow, et cetera, or do you, are you going to be having other topics as well? So the, that's our uh, lifeblood uh, is how to grow and uh, monetize your podcast. And we have a Tech Tuesday, Zero to Launch. We have a 201 track. But in addition to that, we literally have, if you want to learn about audio drama and audio creation, we have that. Storytelling, we have that. So it's literally, uh, you could you could have your main stuff, how to grow that we cover that in, in really great detail. But then if there's something that almost like a buffet, you're like, you know what? I'd love to learn more about these audio dramas. How are they doing that? Or I want to learn about, you know, storytelling or true crime. We, we even have, you know, people talking about um, being communicators in the crypto space or cannabis or relationship space, you name it, we have it. So the cool part is we have the main tracks that you could pick and you add them to your schedule and you could partake in them. And then you could um, kind of select, different things throughout the world of PodFest and partake in it. And we think it creates a cross flow of creatives and opportunities because Autumn, what we found is you might be thinking one track and you're like, oh, let me try out what they're talking about. And you'll find a, the cross pollination is really powerful. So it really allows for a lot of creativity and a lot of great ideas to uh, uh, cross pollinate across different uh, spectrums. So the answer is we have all of the above. And basically the way it works is once you're in there, uh, for those of you that are registering, You'll get an email, you'll get into the Whova app, and you could add whatever track that you want to add and then basically partake in that education. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Steve, for your time. You're welcome. All right, let's go over to Lee. And, and Chris, just so I'm clear here, how much of your time do we have? Do we have a hard stop at the top? Because there's a couple more people with questions. I, uh, I actually, uh, I know that you have a happening club pod, so I got some extra time here. Okay, sounds good. Let me bring up a couple more. Lee, my friend, how are you? Hi, Steve. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that my photography was featured in your magazine, as well as winners of our Golden Korean Podcast Awards from the Asian American Podcast Association. Thank you so much. So, uh, Chris, my question, I have two questions for you. One, can you please share with folks what the secret sauce is about PodFest and why they should attend? And then if you have one or two tips for folks who want to do a virtual event, what would you suggest to them? And finally, uh, my microcon at PodFest is unstoppable on March 3rd, Wednesday from 2 to 6. Thank you so much. So the secret sauce is really, um, you know, I think Steve mentioned this earlier, just being consistent and loving up on your community from when there was 13 to now we're in the thousands um, and caring enough to do the hard work to listen. And then you can't always implement everything that you're listening to, but you can do your best to implement as you go and create an environment where people feel comfortable to be who they are so that we work really hard on. Uh, creating that environment. And what people don't realize is, so a a true community that starts with 13 people and grows, it never stops growing. And 
um, we've grown so fast now, but the work was done when there were 13 people in the room and we were spending the TLC to those individuals and now are bringing their friends. So it's really a community. So when people say, how are you getting 10,000 people to this event? I'm not doing that. The community is bringing their friends because this event is their event. So that's part of the sauce. The other thing is we, we love what we do. Like I'm in perfect alignment with what I do. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm not looking to do anything differently other than growing this community and allowing it to grow wherever it goes. So that's kind of like, I love it. You know, is it a pain in the butt dealing with things 24 seven a day? Yeah, at times, but I love doing it. it. Actually right now it brings a smile. The work brings a smile. So I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. Now, as far as a virtual event, how to do a successful virtual event. I'm going to give you an example. We've already done like 10 town hall forums, like calls and town hall forums and meetings with our people attending the conference. We even had a sponsor town hall forum connecting our sponsors with each other. And we tell the sponsors, this is something interesting. So our attendees understand our abundance mindset, but we even tell our sponsors like, hey guys, we're here as an abundance mindset. And they'll be like, oh yeah, that's cool. We're like, no, let's tell you what that means. That means you can't talk badly about another sponsor. Uh, we're not looking for you to say you're better than those sponsors. You're just there to tell them, here's my what we can do for you, and here's how we could help you, the attendees. And if there's not a good fit, we, we ask them, hey, please refer them to another sponsor if you think they're a better fit. And our global sponsor, Lipson, who's been with us forever, they get it. It's such a great team. What a great hosting company in the audio world. But um, for our newer sponsors, we make sure they understand, like, we're very highly collaborative, and it's a very unique environment where you're going to actually see sponsors helping one another, attendees helping one another people like lee lee actually is our official photographer for it so she, she does photography for people that want to create their virtual portfolio of speaking so there's just a lot of unique things that happen but i i would distill it to making sure to listen uh always take calls uh, from people from your community but know that you don't always have to say yes but it's really important that you listen because in those sessions there's a lot of things that you learn about your community that you could implement to make it a better environment as you you move forward yeah i love that great answers there let's uh let's keep the popcorn stuff going here we'll get to a couple more and uh and, and then we'll see where we're at alan hey chris good to see you in here oh hey alan how you doing yeah so um i'm i'm leading a uh microcon my network we're doing a whole microcon um on uh on the Broadway area through podcasting, which is super exciting. But actually my question, Chris, um, was basically the now, now we're in the Whova app, everything's great. Getting actually, like you said, conversations going, um, things are happening there. And after the fact, um, I guess two, two parts of the question. One is, will we be able to continue to use Whova to connect with people afterwards? And then, um, and, or if we can or cannot, um, what do you recommend us as, as, people as leaders and um, conversation uh, moderators, how do you recommend we best set up on our end to continue to talk to our audience? Yeah, so Alan's already in the Hoover and he's seeing the virality of it already starting. And Alan, thank you for what you and Katie have brought to the table with uh, Broadway X. We're excited about that entire track. Um, Whova will be open for another couple of weeks, but it will trail out as far as the interaction. And we recommend people go to our Facebook group and then we're gonna take a you know follow steve's page create a uh, a world here in clubhouse um for podfesters steve has really blazed a trail for that uh and we're just gonna have different areas where people could continue the conversation so facebook right now would be the primary and then alan we're working on some other things too for people to connect but we're just really excited about what you and katie are bringing to the table at uh, pod global it's gonna be really amazing stuff thanks thank you we're looking forward to it yeah, awesome having you here. All right, let's go over to Tiffany. Uh, and again, we probably squeeze in one more question if it's if it's short. Uh, but Tiffany, fire away. Well, I'll be short then. Um, I really just jumped into the room and um, heard Chris talking, and I like what you were saying about the um, building that audience of having people you know, nurturing the people that follow you, having that sense of authenticity. And uh, when the time is right, those people will love it enough to where they will bring people in, in themselves. I just started my podcast this year. 
I've published 16 of the about 28 episodes that I've uh, recorded. So I'm learning that right now is that people only see those 16 episodes that have been published, but they don't see how many have been recorded. They don't see the um, my looking for those people to be a guest, then setting up a time, doing the recording, editing and publishing. And I'm new to the podcast world, so I'm learning it as I go. But I have to remember that while I know the work that goes on behind it, all people see is that tip of that iceberg. So I can't expect it to become like a microwave. So Tiffany, what do you, do you have a question? Cause we can all appreciate the process as podcasters ourselves, but I just want to make sure that we serve you uh, as best we can Aaron, Chris specifically. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, there's no question. Ah, got I was, it. I merely am just saying thank you. For got that. it. <laughs> I just jumped in. So I didn't realize the entire audience were, was, was thank made you. of podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you join us in Club Pod. Yeah, uh, click, put your thumb on, welcome, by the way, to Clubhouse. Have fun here. Um, put your thumb on that little greenhouse. Join us in Club Pod. And, uh, and yeah, all day, almost every day, we've got something going on here in Club Pod that's either talking about podcasts, podcast culture, the world of podcasting, and, and things specifically for podcasters as well. So you are definitely in the right place and, uh, and good having you here. Just, that just goes to show you how new I am to podcasting. I just was, I saw Club Club? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Sorry. No, it's all good. Welcome. Welcome. Glad you're here and glad you had an opportunity to connect with Chris and share what you're up to. Uh, let's fire away to Keith and then uh, then I think we'll wrap. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I do a tennis podcast with a pretty well-known former tennis player. And um, I, I've, I've been doing it for almost a year. And it is tough. It's an uphill battle and actually the interesting thing is i do enjoy it and i've got a book that's just come out completely unrelated to tennis which is called cojones and i want to do a podcast on that but i'm just curious to know twofold one do you really think that podcasting is a great platform for promoting um a brand or a book and a kind of movement uh, because it is so hard to get traction. It is such a long-term Okay, time out. Let me, let me just answer that question and just say yes. Okay, what's your next question? The second question is, obviously, I'm looking at your uh, PodFest. Is it for purely for Americans, or is it for anyone, and would it benefit me as a podcaster? Uh, it, it's literally for everyone. Uh, Keith, where are you located? I'm in the UK. I'm in London. Okay, we have an area in PodFest called UKCon, and we set it really early in the morning for us, so that way you don't have to, uh, it's in your normal business hours, so uh, make sure to join UKCon, and you'll meet a lot of people in your home territory um, that are leaders in the podcast industry, so we did that intentionally, but we have places, we literally, I mean, I, I don't want to go ahead and nauseam, but we have like every, not every country, but just about, every, for sure, every continent. We tried to get a researcher in the South Pole, and we tried to get someone from the International Space Station, which we'll work on for the next ones. But uh, UKCon would be a great section for you, Keith. Uh, and there's some really great content. But PodFest will be going on from really early in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. I think we start at uh, sometimes 6 a.m. all the way till midnight. And there is something for if you're looking to grow your podcast and for tools and methods to really get it out there. That's why we do this, and that's why we put it on. But we definitely have even your peer group in your local area teaching at PodFest. There you go. And good. Keith, definitely join that's us in, uh, in other rooms here in, in Club Pod. Definitely. And yeah, we definitely have a lot of uh, opportunities here to get some questions answered. And, and I, I didn't mean to be trite and, and, and dismiss you as far as your first question is concerned. Uh, but I will just tell you that, yes, having a podcast – it's absolutely something that can solve for all of those problems or, or provide those solutions, if you will, uh, based on what, what your question was. And just a very short answer, of course, is yes. So just, just come to Club Pod, uh, hang out with us because there are rooms that talk about monetization. There's rooms that talk about, uh, I mean, you name it. And so far as the business of podcasting is, is concerned, we've got tons of rooms uh, that we do here around that as well. Chris, let me give you one more opportunity uh, to share the link and to share uh, the promo code that people can use to join us and uh, and certainly help to, to make 
PodFest here, uh, break another uh, Guinness Book of World uh, Records and get that designation again. Uh, I know you're trying to get to over 10,000 people, so let's do our part uh, as much as we can to help you, Chris. So just go ahead and share that one more time. Yeah, it's uh, podfestglobal.online because this is an online event. Use the code ENTRY, E-N-T-R-Y. It'll give you a $49 uh, complimentary pass to attend the entire conference. Uh, it includes almost all of the conference for you to attend. So podfestglobal.online and use the code ENTRY and it'll zero out your pass. Uh, and Steve, thank you for uh, hosting me and allowing me that the entry code, just so everybody knows, is our general code. Steve didn't ask, like, no. hey, use this or that. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, it's nice that this is a really nice way to have a conversation and I, I just really love how you uh, orchestrate it. So thank you, Steve. Yeah, man. Well, you are welcome. And uh, as Chris said, it's not an affiliate code. I just I just love uh, everything that, that Chris has been up to and, and Katie and, and just really want to do our part uh, as we do with Podcast Magazine. Uh, we just simply want to do our part to really continue to elevate this industry that we all love so very much and uh, and, and put it on the global map uh, as, as it certainly should be in Chris. Uh, and the team at PodFest is absolutely doing their part. And you did your part by hanging out with us here today. I know this was kind of a, a last-minute thing. And we're just like, you know what? Let's just do this here in Clubhouse. And uh, and so I'm glad that we were able to do this. Glad we were able to answer some questions. Really appreciate everybody hanging out with us here in Club Pod. I'm going to end it uh, on the podcast edition here. This is going to be re-released as an episode of Reinvention Radio. Uh, and so for those of you who are like, well, can you use Clubhouse to do podcasting and this, that, and the other? Uh, yes, and I call it a Clubcast. So this is this is what we do nowadays. We're doing Clubcasts, and uh, this is live. And so for those of you listening to the podcast edition of this, join us here in Club Pod on Clubhouse. And, uh, and yeah, just so many fun things going on and in store for 2021 uh, in this realm. Let's make it official and end this episode here of Reinvention Radio with Chris Kremitzos. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 